If the saying is true that life is the sum of the decisions you make, then what happens when a major life change occurs that wasn't your choice? Hi, and welcome to Think Well, Think Better. I'm your host, Tom Latona. I'm an artist, a writer, and a storyteller. And in April 2020, amid the global COVID pandemic, I was unexpectedly diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. The timing of these two major life events have helped to reshift my thinking and reshape my mindset as I move forward into a confusing world on the outside while managing an unpredictable autoimmune disease on the inside. Think Well, Think Better is a podcast aimed to raise awareness for those in the MS community and to serve as a source of support and inspiration, not just for those whose lives are impacted by this confusing and devastating illness, but for anyone who could benefit from making personal improvements in their lives. Think Well, Think Better is a story of overcoming obstacles and of reinvention, told through the unique lens of my life, and I share it with the hopes that it might help others along their journey. So join me as we discuss a wide range of topics aimed at personal self-development and share strategies to help face life's challenges with a more informed and improved way of thinking. Change starts in the mind, and if one wishes to think well, then let's start thinking better. All right, there's a lot to discuss. Let's get to work. Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Think Well, Think Better. Great to have you with me today. I want to talk a little bit about KISS. No, 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 no. Not the band. Not the Lords of Cock Rock, Detroit Rock City, KISS. No, not them. Uh, KISS, the acronym, keep it simple, stupid. Uh, this has been a huge help for me over the years, and this dates well before my diagnosis. It's always just been this little thing I picked up somewhere along the way um, that just always remind me to just not over uh, complicate certain matters, right? So a little personal anecdote here. About 15 years ago or so, uh, I took up golf as a hobby. Uh, I figured be outside, get a little bit of exercise, seemed like kind of a fun thing to do. Um, I like the clothes. That didn't hurt at all, but that wasn't the point of it. But it was great. And when I first started, uh, and this should come to no surprise to anybody who's ever tried golfing, I sucked <laughs> really bad at first. At first. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but I stayed with it. And I slowly got a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. Not leaps and bounds. I was never going to be a tour pro, but I enjoyed it. I could hold my own on a golf course. I could play in tournaments. Uh, I was never going to be the farthest driver. But I was one of the better putters, and that saved my ass a lot of times on the course. Everything from like 120 yards in, I was dialed in. Uh, It was just getting off the tee box. I didn't have the distance uh, like some of the other fellas I golfed with. But... I was dealing with some back injuries, and I couldn't make a full rotation, and this is not really a podcast about golf, but the reason I bring it up is this. I would sometimes become overly analytical about my golf game. 
I was uh, I was a nerd about it. <laughs> I would like videotape my my swing and dissect it and compare it to other golfers whose games I emulated and kind of compare their swing. I was always tinkering, you know. I was always looking to improve in little areas here and there, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But I did at one point have to remind myself, hey, keep it simple, stupid. Um, to the point that on my golf club, I took a, a magic marker out and I wrote, you know, kiss on it. So every time I would address the ball and I would grip the club, I'd look down, I would see that. And it was just a, a subtle reminder that on this particular shot, whatever I was taking, um, just relax, just relax, clear your mind, keep it simple. I don't have to worry about the distance, the drive. All these decisions were already made when I chose my club. It was simply swing just swing so golfers will refer to this as your swing thought which should be more of a cleared mind um the decision before the addressing of the ball is already made you know where you're going you have the tool in your hand just do the thing that you've practiced with repetition over and over and over again that's where you keep it simple so anyways i bring all that up because i'm thinking as this sort of translates into my MS journey is a good reminder to just try to keep it simple as much as possible. And it's easier said than done, obviously, because MS is a very complicated and unpredictable disease. Um, it's not a simple way to live your life, but you can make it more simple by making some healthy decisions about it and introducing better healthier habits into your life. And that's really what I want to talk about today is just how do we simplify certain things in our lives to help us live a more fulfilled and enriched life while managing our MS symptoms. So I have a few here that I'd like to discuss. Um, I don't think I would be the only one with MS who would say that there are times when we do maybe too little and we feel like we are not doing enough. And there are times when we do too much and that ends up leaving us feeling empty and depleted, uh, both physically and mentally. And then there's a sort of recovery time that comes with that. So the balance there is what can I do that isn't going to exhaust me and make me spend the next day or so in bed versus I don't want to be just laying around feeling like I can do something, but I'm not. It's tricky. I'm not going to lie. It's probably my least favorite part of what I have to deal with with living with MS is because there's no manual written. And nobody, nobody knows other than me. And if I don't know, then who the hell's going to know for me what's best? Well, that's the problem, I suppose. So the analytical part of my brain is trying to solve this problem. What do I do? What's the exact right thing to do at this moment? That's when I have to do the KISS method. And say, okay, let's just keep it simple. Let's treat this like a triage situation. So in hospitals, they have triage units, which if there's a, say there's a major accident um, and a lot of people are injured, they might send that unit out. Um, it's big in war too. Uh, 
frontline kind of thing, they'll send doctors and nurses out and they sort of examine everyone who's coming in with injuries and they will decide the severity of the injury and who gets attention first. So if one person just has a couple bumps and scrapes and scratches, you could just give them a Band-Aid and send them on their way. It's non-life-threatening. But if another fella has an open chest wound or something, obviously, you know, he goes right in. I had found myself performing this sort of triage thing, especially in the early days of like April of 2020, for instance, when I was, COVID was just starting out. I would just got diagnosed and I was sort of juggling these two major life events at the same time. A lot of other things in my life that were already pre-existing, con- uh, I don't want to say pre- pre- pre-existing conditions, but like situations that existed prior to that timeline, they were still moving too. So like, although it seemed like life stopped, it didn't stop, it paused, but I was still, there was fallout from other things in my life. It's very confusing and thanks for sticking with this because I'm trying to figure this out as I go. But what I can tell you for sure is there were times when I would say, okay, let me just triage this day. It could be a random Thursday. Let's Let's go back to that and just pretend that it was during that quarantine cycle. It was maybe, I don't know, three weeks into it. There was still no end date to it. Every time you turn on the news, it was death, misery, fear, uh, that disgusting like death toll tracker that was in the corner of the screen. God, that. That was so awful. Um, you know, it was just like this running tally of these are the pe- all the people who have died from this thing. And who the hell wants to be reminded of that? But we're like sickly human in that we are curious about it. It's like the equivalent of rubbernecking on the highway when you see an accident. And then that causes more accidents. It's this odd curiosity we have as humans as long as it doesn't affect us, you know? Like we feel like we're, we have a barrier. Oh, I want to know about the death and destruction, but I don't want to be a part of it. Well, sure, whatever. I'm not going to solve that problem. But in that moment, I realized this isn't good for me to be watching the news. Even though I was curious about what was going on, I knew it was affecting me negatively. Fortunately, I had just found out about this thing in my body called MS So that gave me something to shift into. So I'd be like, all right, I'll turn off the news and I'll start reading online about, you know, what is MS? I have it, apparently, so better figure that out too. And that seemed like an opportune time to do it because I I had nothing else going on in my life. I mean, no one did. We were all stuck at home making sourdough bread and watching Tiger King, of which I did neither of those two things, by the way. Um, but I would start reading about MS and starting to get familiar with it. And I felt a little bit maybe jaded because I, I couldn't just go to like, oh, and on Thursday, there's a support group. Let me just go down there and do it. I couldn't because of COVID restrictions. People weren't meeting in, uh, in groups. Everything was virtual. And at that point it was so early on. I'd never heard of Zoom before, so I don't even think Zoom really took off. So it was just like, you have MS, go home. 
just just go <laughs> get away here here's a brochure <laughs> and i was like okay great so anyways i turn off cnn and their death t- ticker i turn on ms what the hell are you and that did nothing to improve my my mental state either it, because it just oh god it just wasn't it wasn't right for me it wasn't right for me um I knew I had it. I knew it was something I had to deal with, but I triaged the situation. I took a step back. I had my kiss moment, I guess is the point of all this. And I said, wait a minute. If this is true, what's happening? COVID is out there. I can't do anything about it. And I'm doing what I'm, quote, supposed to be doing by staying home. Then that's what I'm doing. So I checked that box. If MS is in me and I have it, I have a lifetime to figure out how to navigate these waters. I don't need to build the boat right now. So, boom, check that box. As soon as I did that, it started to get better. And this was very early on, mind you. But it started to get better because without me making a conscious decision to do this, what I was doing was I was eliminating all of those triggering and or negative things in my life which left me wide open to explore the real purpose of life, in in my opinion, which is getting to know myself. Uh, Now that I had some information to work off of, that those times that I felt a little bit weird or a little bit disconnected wasn't that I was a weird, disconnected person. It was simply I was having some MS symptoms that were going undiagnosed, so I thought I was just going crazy, but it turns out I was just having some sort of like flare-up or uh, maybe a full-on relapse. Well, that was refreshing, oddly, to find that out. Um, but that only existed because I simplified things. I just broke it down to the big main ingredients of what it is. Um, COVID wasn't going to go anywhere. Me watching COVID on the news wasn't going to improve anyone's situation. It was just informational fear-based information, to be honest with you. When I shifted to the MS research, it was informative. It was great. I felt better knowing that people were willing to share what they knew about MS, but the truth is there's more questions than answers, and it wasn't like anyone was withholding information about MS. It was just whatever was there was there. So on a random Thursday, I could read about it, but if it was kind of bumming me out, that same information would exist on the next day or the next week. So I didn't have to consume all this information that I thought I had to. And that was my my kiss moment. That was my keeping it simple. I simply allowed myself to remain woefully ignorant until I felt I was prepared to sit down and dedicate that time and that mental capacity to learning about that thing, whatever that thing might be. So that's the habit I, wanna, I, I wanted to bring up today. Um, I hope that story wasn't super confusing, um, but it, I hope it actually helps somebody because it feels at times like we're in a big rush to solve a problem. But if you're able to simplify and triage your situation, you might find solace in the fact that your, quote, problem doesn't have a solution.
So once you could alleviate the pressure from yourself to find a solution to a problem that doesn't have a solution, then you realize you're kind of spinning your wheels and you could put that energy and focus into something that can benefit you, it may not solve the problem, but it's going to set you up in a better position down the road to live a life that's like much better than you had been living. And if it took that sort of turbulent moment in history for me to arrive at that point of view, then I am in for it. I am all in for it because through that adversity, I learned calm and stillness and peace. And I don't think I would have achieved that had I not had that happen to me. It's a very Eastern philosophy there. Um, but I, th I do believe that all things are manageable if you just have the proper mindset for it. So anyways, thanks for being here with me today. Uh, just wanted to get that out there. And remember, keep it simple, stupid. Don't complicate things. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Think Well, Think Better. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are intended for informational entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for professional medical advice. I realize our time is our most valuable resource. So if you chose to spend yours with me today, thank you very much. And if you found this podcast helpful, please like and subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released. If you found value in this podcast, why not share it and recommend it with a friend to help grow and support awareness for the MS community? As always, you can join the conversation on Instagram at thinkwellthinkbetter underscore podcast or email me at thinkwellthinkbetter at gmail.com. Love you all. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.